I'm Emily Kostopoulos, and this is the Stand to Serve podcast, where I interview the makers, the creators, the dreamers that are standing up to serve in the bravest, scariest way possible by being the person they were meant to be no matter what. We're talking about the vulnerability of accepting that challenge, of taking a stand to fill the role you were meant to step into, of overcoming fear and self-doubt and how doing so can change the world we live in. They all have a story to tell and I just can't wait to help tell it. so glad you are here and I'm so grateful that you are allowing me in your ears today. If you have listened to the show before, thanks for tuning back in. I really appreciate it. And if this is your first time tuning in, I hope you hear something today that inspires you to just live the life that you were meant to live, no matter what anyone else says. Today, I am talking with Morgan Molitor. Her and her husband started with a DIY blog back in 2012. And since then, they have grown construction to style into a full-on remodeling and design company based in Minnesota. I've really admired Morgan and what her husband are doing over the past year. And I am so excited for you to hear from them. As always, if you head over to standaserve.com backslash episode 35, you can see all of my key takeaways, links to everywhere you can find Morgan and what she is doing online. And of course, my very favorite quote from Morgan in this episode as the hand-lettered print that you can download and use as inspiration. All right, friends, thank you again for being here. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Well, first of all, I just want to say I've been following along, I guess, probably for a year now, ever since you spoke to our local chapter of RTS, and it was so valuable. And I I just like instantly just admired your personality and your charisma and what you're doing, and you have so much creativity, but you also have this very open and like, I don't want to say authentic because I feel like that's such a buzzword right now, but like a very like real approach to like sharing what you know and stuff. I think that's really amazing because it's not something that you see all the time. So I'm glad that that's how I got to meet you and that we're now following up today. So we were just talking about you have a lot of things going on, but let's start with like a hard question of who are you in this world? That is a hard question. And I like how you phrase it like that because, you know, a lot of times people are like, tell me about yourself. And then yeah, when you said like, who are you in this world? It just got me thinking like, who do I want to be too? Not just who I am right now, but yeah, who I am in this world. I'm a mom to two boys. I'm a wife. I renovate homes with my husband. I do design work for clients. I do marketing courses in-house in our office. And then we have courses online. So I guess I teach social media and different marketing tips and tricks. Yeah. I'm a friend. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) Okay. So how did you get started down this road? I mean, I'm curious about first the the business that you and your husband started, but but then even jumping into start like teaching courses and, and workshops, like 
has this been kind of like a linear path for you or can you, can you walk us through that? Yeah. So I'd say even like rewind five years ago, I never would have guessed that I'm doing what I'm doing right now. And even last year when I talked to you, like I would have never guessed that our business has now evolved to this in just a year. But rewind back to my childhood days, my parents owned a restaurant. So I grew up in the restaurant industry. And uh, I always just credit a lot of things that I do now to that because I just always have had this personality to serve people, no matter how rude they are, no matter how annoying they are, (laughs) just to have a smile on your face. You know, you're there to serve them, make money and not just make money, but better their life. So that's just the way I was raised. And then went to school in California for fashion merchandising. And I always just thought I was going to do interior displays for like this big time magazine. But I always, it was interesting because I always wanted to focus with a fashion merchandising degree on in-store interior displays. So that's where I always thought I'd be. I thought I would be like working in LA for who knows what. But then my dad died super unexpectedly. And I just thought like, what am I out here? What am I doing? Like I'm away from family at the time. My nieces were being born and I was just like, I'm missing out on all these moments. And so um, within like six months of his passing, I just packed up my bags, moved back to Minnesota to the biggest city I could that was closest to my home town. And then got a job at a merchandising company here in Minneapolis. And then met Jamie, who was bought his first investment property to renovate. And I always had a knack for marketing too. And so actually when I met him, I was working for this merchandising company, but I was also going back to school to get my marketing degree. And so met him and I was like, we should start a blog. Or I kind of said like, you should, I'll start a blog for you. (laughs) (laughs) He's doing such cool things and he's such a quiet, humble guy and doesn't really talk about himself or brag. And I just was like blown away by his talent. So I was like, let's start a blog. Um, I'll document what you're doing. Like you don't really have to do anything. And he was like, yeah, totally. And I didn't even know what a blog really was at the time. This was back in 2012. And so uh, started our blog, launched it, just started documenting things. Like I didn't even mean for it to be tutorial related, but I would just say like, oh, why are you taking down that wall? How are you doing this backsplash? And then, so just started documenting that. And then people started coming to both of us thinking like, oh, she must do the designs, like just stereotyping. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, one thing has just kind of led to another. And uh, after that merchandising gig that I was doing, I transferred over to working at a digital marketing agency and actually worked there as a project manager. But then they didn't have a social media department. So I launched their social media department grew it from zero brands to 15. And then once I was ready, once we were having, so Jamie and I got married, we were having our second son. I was just like, this is like, I have way too many things going on. So then finally just felt comfortable enough to like take the leap to do construction style full-time alongside Jamie. So yeah. So how long has it been that you've been full-time now? So our son is going to be two in May. So two years. Wow. Do you miss like a job at all. (laughs) I know. It's a hard one. I miss being like right now we share an office with another home remodeling company or an exterior residential remodeling company, but they're hardly here. Like they're a lot out in the field. 
so they're here like one or two days a week. So I miss being in an atmosphere where there is like a lot of intense energy. But at the same time, it's like I get so much more done now when I'm like kind of working by myself. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'd say I just miss the people and miss being around that energy and just, yeah, socializing. And kind of, I'm a person who thrives off other people's energy. So I miss like being around intelligent, creative people where I can just like bounce ideas off nonstop and learn from them as well. So during the day, I'm like listening to podcasts like nonstop so I can make sure that's like fueling me. Yeah, agreed. Season two of this podcast is a rebrand. It's a shift in my messaging, how I show up, the questions I ask, namely because I'm shifting myself. I had a vision for this rebrand, a vague idea of what I wanted the album art to look like, but I also know this about myself. I don't love designing my own stuff. I get caught up in all of the options because there's so many. I know that for me in this stage of my business, I want to outsource that. And I do. I've worked with Haley of Haley Grand for years. The first time I rebranded my blog to a real deal website, when I changed the name of my business after I got married, when I started this podcast, and now as I'm shifting this podcast. The way I elevate my brand is by working with someone who understands my vision and can take that and run. It's hard to know what to prioritize in your business. For me, working with Haley on rebranding design elements is a priority. Want some clarity on where to direct your focus? There's a quiz for that. Haley put together a comprehensive quiz that can help you find clarity in what your next steps are for elevating your brand. It's kind of like a personality test, but for your business. And at the end, there's actionable steps that can help you take things to the next level. Grab access to this free resource at haleygrand.com backslash stand to serve. So you're two years in, looking back on when you first left your full-time job and you jumped into construction to style full-time, mm-hmm. what was your like headspace at during that time? Were, were you like, you had been doing it for so long, you were just ready to jump in? Or did you have some things that you had to kind of work through and overcome? Or I guess like, tell me about that that time, looking back on it now. I would say... So when I was working full time at the agency, plus doing construction of style, like a client wouldn't even know that I had a full time job. So it's like, because I was working nights and weekends and I was running out on my lunch breaks and meeting them. And so it was just going nonstop 24 seven. And so it finally came to a time, like I can do this with one kid, like Jamie and I can juggle that. But I'm like, once two kids come, like I have no idea how I'm going to be able to juggle all that. Um, the scariest thing was, so Jamie had been full time at construction of style at that point for since 2012. So, you know, he had been that, but it was just, I would say financially, that was the scariest thing to all of a sudden think like, oh my gosh, we're dependent on ourselves versus it was kind of nice to know like, oh, if we had a bad month, like, oh, we have Morgan salary, like we're going to be okay. You know, so that would just knowing, I think was so scary, but now looking back, I'm like, how stupid, because <laughs> once we took that jump, like our business has like doubled this year over last year, even, you know, with revenue. And it's like, because now I'm spending 
those 40 hours instead of working for other, you know, another job that I'm putting all that time and energy into construction of style. So I'm like, how silly to have thought that, but that was like the scariest thing. I was like, Oh my God, what if this doesn't work and we lose everything? (laughs) That's just where your mind goes. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes I think a lot about when you're in the hard spot of like you had just quit and you're going full time because I just quit my job. And I think about myself in a couple of years, like looking back yeah. and it kind of brings me a little bit of like, I don't know, peace or gratitude of like thinking like, I'm just going to be happy. I started this, even if it doesn't work out or I have to go back to a full-time job. I'm going to be happy. I started this, you know? Yeah, 100%. And I think that was something I constantly was reminding myself. I kept saying like, even if this doesn't work out, Morgan, you're going to be able to get a job. And then again, I always say like, I'm thankful that I was a server for so long in my life. Like every time I even had a full-time job, no matter what, like I served until even Grayson was born. (laughs) So like, I just always had a serving job because I love the extra cash. I love the atmosphere of that. But then I would just remind myself like, okay, even if this fails, you can go and find a serving job and whoop you down. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What has been the most rewarding part of the last two years for you? Man, rewarding part for the last two years. I'd probably say I love working alongside Jamie. So it's kind of nice to know that when something tough comes up in our business, like we get to learn how to work together and brainstorm. And whereas before, if I had a job, like I had a bad day, I'd come home, you know, want to cry, want to problem solve. And he wouldn't know even where to begin because he didn't know like the full story. So now it's like anytime something, you know, goes south, we, both of us know exactly what's happening. We know exactly how to kind of lift the other one up to figure it out, to overcome it, to move forward. And I just think that's been really cool for our relationship. Whereas a lot of times people are like, oh, it must be so hard, which yeah, there's moments, but I'm like, I like that. I think that's really rewarding. And just together, like sitting down together, making dreams together, trying to figure out how we're going to achieve those over the year. And then just to be able to, you know, at least once a year we go through it and just like cross it off to see like where we've come. And like, that feels really good too. Yeah. Sometimes I think about like if my husband and I worked together, I think there would be some challenges, but it's like your best friend and your partner in life is like also your teammate. And I I just like, I love that. Has there been anything that has been surprising in this process of working, you know, with your husband? Like, have you guys had to, like, do you guys turn off business or is it kind of just like intertwined into your life? That's like, that is definitely a hard thing to do. Like it's almost impossible to turn it off, especially like I said, when your finances are like rely on it. This past year, I would say we really try to put into place boundaries with clients because we've just luckily only had a couple, but sometimes they've thought like we should be available at nighttime. And like, no matter what's happening with our kids' lives, like we should drop that and be at their beck and call. And we had one client and I've never been talked to like that and I, I was talked to it once and I'll never forget. I was like driving up to pick up my son and he called and just like tore us apart and was like, I need you over here right now and said words that I have never been said to before. And I was like, that was the first and last time I'm like, I refuse to be talked to like that. And so after that, I'm like, I'm having boundaries with clients. 
they need to know like our family comes first. And if they don't understand that from the beginning, I'm like, we don't want to work with you. How have you set boundaries? Because I I was just talking to one of my friends about this. I think sometimes lessons come into our life over and over and over until we actually make steps to implement what we've learned. And for me, boundaries has always been one of those things that I struggle with. And it keeps coming back. And I say, I need boundaries, but it's hard like tactically to do that. So what do, what do you guys do? Are you just like upfront right away? Or do you have some internal dialogue? Or I guess, what have you found that's worked for you guys? I would say I'm very transparent or not. Yeah, I guess transparent. I just try to get straight to the point and like talk how we do in real life. So even on our website, like on the very front page, I say, contact us, but only if you're nice. <laughs> I just like, break that. Because I'm just like, I don't want, like, and Jamie and I say, we have a no asshole policy. So it's like, if you're a dick, like, don't even contact us. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, but we, one of our first questions when someone contacts us to work with them is, how did you hear about us? And if they don't follow our blog or if they don't, and it kind of sounds like weird, but you know, if they don't know us from social media or if it's not a referral from someone, we're very cautious about even going to meet them because a lot of times they're just looking for pricing and that's not what we're about. We're about the relationship and we want to have a fun time working together. And I'm like, anyone knows that with construction remodeling comes problems no matter what. And I like to think if they know us from online or follow us, our blog, they know who we are as people. They know that we're family oriented. They know that sometimes our kids are sick every other day. They come to work with us. And if they don't follow us, then they, I think sometimes people forget like we're actually human beings and kind of just treat us like we're their workers, you know? And it's like, we're not your workers. We're a team together. That just like turned on like a light bulb moment in my head. Cause I, I was thinking about like, you guys are very active on social. You're very active on your blogs. I mean, it's brilliant from an education standpoint, but I hadn't even thought about the fact that like you're building and creating relationships with people who might be your clients at some point. And that the strategy of that like completely changes like how you can show up online. And it's so smart. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Um, Yeah. And it's like, even with that too, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, if it's your business, you have to be professional and yada, yada. And I'm like, no, you should be exactly the type. I mean, to an extent, you know, but it's like, be who you are. Like for me, I'm not going to show up at your house and be like, you know, wearing a button up and not swearing if something falls or (laughs) 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 be who you are and be real because you don't want to show up for your client when they actually meet you in real life. And you're not that same person. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. So I want to kind of, um, along that same path, you guys are, are doing something very different and you're kind of like making this path as you go. Like you have the construction, you have the styling, but then you also have the education piece and helping people develop their brands. And there's, there's so many different facets of your business. And often when you're going down this path that not other people are doing, it's hard to kind of have that guidance of knowing what's, you know, the right thing to do next, mm-hmm. you know, for you, cause you don't see it a lot. Right. So how, how do you guys stay true to yourselves? How do you guys navigate your business when, you know, when there's not like a clear model of like, do this for one year and then you'll get promoted to this. You know what I mean? Like it's, 
unknown, unnavigated waters? And how do you guys navigate them? Yeah, that's a really good question. Because like I was saying earlier, like one year ago, who knows that we would have been doing right now, like these workshops. And I would just say I'm a yes person, which can kind of like bite me in the butt sometimes. But with everything I've said yes to, like it's always opened the door to another opportunity and kind of like navigated the path that we're going down right now. So when I talked to your group last year, like little things like that, I would was starting to get so many people contacting me to say like, can I grab coffee and pick your brain? Can you show up here and talk about Instagram or Pinterest or how you pitch brands or how you make money through working with brand sponsorships? And so finally, I just got to a point where I was getting at least like four a month. And I just thought, like Jamie said to me one day, he's like, you're literally spending all this like time where you should be like working on our business, doing all this stuff for free. And so it really got me thinking, cause I'm just such like, I want to help people and I want to help them succeed and motivate them. Cause for Jamie and I, like we spent so many years, like I spent one full year watching YouTube videos just to try to figure out how to build our website. And now I can tell someone how to build a website in one day. And so, you know, we're pitching brands. It's like, it's the simplest email templates, but it took me years of like trying to figure out what to say or how to pitch them. And now I'm like, here's my email templates. Like, I don't care. So I was just like, you know what, I'm going to start just inviting people into our office once a month and saying, if you want to come learn about this, come on in. So I started off doing it for free just to like kind of gauge it. And then that's just kind of grown. And then it sounds silly, but like we have a small office, so it can only fit 20 people. So when I was doing them for free, like, you know, maybe five people wouldn't show up, but then we had a wait list. And so then it kind of like bummed me out because I'm like, okay, these other like, show up if you want to show up. Otherwise don't say yes, you know? Totally. And yeah. So then I just, I was like, I'm going to start charging because you have to. And then ever since I started charging like 20 bucks, now it's like every single person shows up every time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, and then, so then from that people that aren't local national people were like, will you put these courses online? And so I was like, you know what? Sure. And so now I just launched a few courses and we'll see how that does. I love it. Yeah, one thing kind of leads to another, and who knows where next year will be. <laughs> so you, um, I was also looking at all the upcoming courses you have coming up, and you're like planned out until like September. Are you like that naturally that kind of person where you're able to like think that far ahead and plan that far ahead, or is that something that you've had to really work on implementing in your business? No, I'm always I've always been a planner because I just like with so much going on, like, otherwise I'll get anxiety. So I'm just like a crazy paper planner where I just need, if I'm going to say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it and I'm going to plan it out. So last year is when I launched the courses and I'm like, I'm going to plan out the entire year. And for me, it was kind of easy to come up with what those courses are centered around because it was what questions we were getting asked. So I just took the top 12 questions and I was like, broke them out to the different months. And then some of the questions I'm like, I know people who are more knowledgeable than me in my circle. And so then that's where I bring other experts in as well. So I'm not the only one just talking at each of these courses. That's so smart. It's like you have such a focus on allowing your audience to get to know you so that, you know, as clients, they can know you, but then you're also listening to your audience and you're giving them what you need. And it's really, I mean, it's so basic in theory, but it's such a great differentiator for you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Given the fact that you guys are very online 
and on social media and you're doing something different. We live in a world where, you know, there's lots of opinions floating around out there. How do you, how do you turn down any of the noise online to stay focused or any messaging of how society likes to tell us what we should and shouldn't do, you know, when you're doing, when you're on your path and you're staying true to yourself, how do you kind of like turn those down? That's a really good one. And even for Jamie and I, like we get hurt about different things, which is super interesting. So like for me, even when we're just talking about like all these different things going on, how are brands being involved? Like I've had people that know me being like, I'm so confused by what you're doing that. I'm like, what? (laughs) But then, yeah, one day I was just like, who cares? Like, I know what I'm doing. And no matter what, I'm like, even if this fails, like right now, my gut's telling me to go down this path. So I'm going to go down this path. And so I just always try to listen to my inner voice versus what other people are saying to me. And just like really sometimes sitting down and refocusing on that. And because I never want to miss some opportunity just because it doesn't align with my brand. Cause I'm like, I don't want to be at the same place I'm at in five years from now or even two years from now. And where that place is, I have no idea. I always think it's funny sometimes when people are like, where are you going to be at five years? And I'm like, anyone that knows that it's like, you are stuck in the same, <laughs> like you shouldn't know that in my opinion. So I'm like, you should evolve into something, you know, or that's how I like to live life. And so, yeah, I just think sometimes you just have to like take a breath and just shut it off and who cares. And then when it comes to online things, even we had a feature last week and just all these hater comments, like, why would you paint the cabinets white and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, you just have to look at them with a grain of salt and just be like, who cares? It's not their house. Like this is a client who's paying us money and it's the client's house. Like it doesn't even matter if we like it. We're all about creating spaces for you, not for what everyone else thinks. It's like, you need to make your happy place in your home no matter if it's on trend, no matter if it's other people's style, like do your own style. And then for Jamie, he only gets like, it's hard for him to turn off the noise when people attack what his work is. Cause he's actually the person, the craft, you know, he's like spending hours and like nights and weekends and sacrificing time for his kids. So if anyone kind of like personally attacks, like what he's doing, And, you know, for me, I'm always like, oh, brushed off, who cares? And he's like, but you're not the one actually like in the field slaving away when it's your work. And so then that like pisses me off because I'm like, don't, don't talk crap on my husband's work. (laughs) Yeah. There's a saying, and I, I can't remember it totally, but it's like showing the world your creative expression is the most vulnerable thing. Oh, wow. Like that. Something like that. But it's, it's so true. Like when you, and especially for your husband, like this is his, I mean, this is a gift he has and it's his creativity and it's, it is really vulnerable to put something out into the world that like starts in you. Oh my gosh. I love that. Well, even when I was putting the courses together, I'm like, oh, I'm so nervous to launch these because what if someone buys it and they are like not happy? And then Jamie's like, welcome to my world. And I was like, that is so true. (laughs) It is. Yes. I just decided to do a hand lettering workshop because I do hand lettering all the time. And I drug my feet for a long time because I was, it's exactly that. It's like, oh, this is something I do for myself all the time. And like putting it out into the world opens up 
right. you know, a different door of vulnerability in a way, even if it's something little like, for me, hand lettering or like teaching people about mood boards yeah, or building a house. Like it doesn't matter what size it is. Like that creativity, like really is such a vulnerable way to show up in the world. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so interesting. Cause yeah, someone said to me about the courses too. They're like, what's the worst that can happen? And I'm like, I uh, give them their money back. And they're like, exactly. Who cares? Yeah. And I'm like, you're so right. <laughs> but then, yeah, it's like someone criticizes that's not pain and that's more painful than uh, someone who is, and you can give their money back, you know? So yes. Wow. I like that being vulnerable. That's like such a good point. And then something else you were saying that I just jotted down that you were saying that you help people, like essentially you guys are helping people express themselves in their space. Yeah. I'm curious, like how, how do you do that with someone? I mean, that's kind of a hard question, but yeah, you know what I mean? Like that's a, that's a challenging thing to do to allow people to really like express themselves in their home and what feels good to them. Yeah. When we were actually renovating our kitchen last year, uh, Mercedes Austin, who is the owner of Mercury Mosaics, and we did that one-of-a-kind tile custom backsplash. Oh, so beautiful. Thank you. She told me, um, create a space you love and your life will launch off that. And I like wrote that down on my wall. I still read it to this day. And that's something I tell our clients like at our first initial design meeting because every single client get so caught up in resale, regardless if they're, and I'll, they'll be like, well, what do you think the resale value of this is? And I'm like, oh, when are you moving? And they're like, well, I don't know. I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I like, okay, your kids are in like junior high. So are you moving when they graduate high school or, you know, and I'm like, it could be 10 plus years. And so that's like really a coaching thing that takes like, a good month while we're going through designs with them to educate them on like, stop creating a space for someone else because no matter what, every person has a different style. And then I use that example. I'm like, I come down in our kitchen now and I'm happy. Like I like to be at home versus for the year prior to that with like what I didn't like of a kitchen design. I was just like, Ugh, I never wanted to cook in it. I always want to go to eat. And now like slowly as we're making our house and updating it to make it our own, I want to be home and I want to enjoy it. And I want to invite friends and family over and spoil them and host events. And so I just try to like really explain that to them and also say like every trend is going to come and go and evolve. Like right now, everyone's putting oak cabinets back into their home where, you know, it's slightly different. It's not the golden oak. Now it's the white oak, but every trend comes and goes, you know? So I'm just like, you have to do you and do like what makes you happy and not get so caught up in what everyone else thinks. So true for so many aspects of our life, not just our home. Yeah, for sure. Starting a business, running a business, working on a side hustle, pursuing your dreams, it all takes a lot of work and a lot of time a lot of checking things off your to-do list while continuously adding more to it. When I first started my side hustle, I had a very full-time job as well. I didn't have more time or energy or hours in the day to dedicate to growing this business. I didn't even have time to throw an ad out there looking for someone to hire. So I enlisted the help of rock-solid assistants. 
I met with Tracy and told her my struggles, my goals, what I needed and wanted in a virtual assistant, and she did the work for me, matching me with someone who fit my criteria. Megan has been a game changer, a lifesaver, and a huge asset in growing my business. I would not be where I'm at now without her and the work Tracy did to match us up. What else could you achieve in your life, in your business, in your career if you had some help? Not a full-time employee, maybe just 10 hours a week. What could you do with those extra hours? If you want to find out, visit rocksolidassistance.com backslash STS for stand to serve for 15% off your first two months. And if you want to hear more about Megan and how we work together, be sure to listen to episode 25. So when you look back on the last two years, you've been full-time, but even you know since 2012, so what is that, seven years? Is there a project that stands out in your mind of like, maybe it stands out for it was like really challenging and it was hard or it was like one of your favorite things or it was an interesting relationship with a client? Like, is there something that you look back on that like pops into your mind of, for some reason, I, that's a hard question. I know, that is a hard question. Well, right off the bat, one of my favorite stories is the first person who ever contacted us to, before Jamie has contractor's license, anything. So she reached out and was like, would you ever come finish our basement? Like, I don't know if you'd be open to it. And we're like, sure. And Jamie, like he always wanted, Jamie went to school for carpentry. So he always wanted to be a builder, not necessarily a home remodeler, but 2012 was during the recession and there was really like no new builds going down. So we went and finished their basement for them. And then we developed a closer relationship, became friends. And even during their basement, we did tutorials, like how to lay the tile on the floor, how to do drywall, became friends. And now they just got done building a million dollar home and they came back and hired me to design the full home. They hired Jamie. He's actually over there right now installing their mantle. He did their backsplash, which is also the one of a kind Mercury Mosaics tiles. So like, that's one of my favorite stories because it just shows like, you never know where, and I'm just a firm believer, like every person that comes into your life, there's not no purpose for it. Like, I don't care how small it is. So I just like that story because I'm like, because we served them and we did their basement for like, we probably went negative, (laughs) (laughs) you know, because we didn't want to get anything out, but that evolved into something else. And I just know like, if they need anything else done, like we're going to be the first person they call because they had a good experience and now we formed a relationship. And so, you know, and that was five, seven years ago. So it's like, you just never know where that's going to like come back. And yeah, we've had a, yesterday I styled a home for a client where last year we did their basement, especially with, well, any business really. Sometimes people think like, oh, it's one and, you know, one and done or during the end, it gets kind of rocky and they're just like, whatever, screw you anyways. You didn't treat me good. And it's like, you never know who they know or anything. So sometimes you just got to like put a smile on your face, zip it and say, thanks, no matter what. And just, (laughs) you know, even though if you might never want to work with them again, just like, so true. So true. So what are you guys working on right now that you're excited about? Like what's coming up for you that is kind of like firing the the passion within you and your business? I would say we're finally, I don't want to say figuring out our style, but people are coming to us because 
And I don't know if it was our backsplash or what, but it kind of took off. But we're getting more and more clients that are coming to us and they're like, oh my gosh, I love your kitchen. I want to do something fun in my kitchen. And I'm just like, yes. Like, because for the last five years, every single person was like, we want white cabinets and white subway tile. And like Jamie and I were like, this is so boring. <laughs> like it's, it was so redundant, yeah. you know? Like it wasn't helping us. I mean, like it wasn't letting our creative yeah. juices flow, you know? It was like, okay, we got this down pat. Like it wasn't challenging. And it was like, okay, we know what we need to do. Go in, go out. So now I'm excited because the last like five projects we've done, they've, we've all done one of a kind custom handmade tiles. So we've gotten to design out the tile and every single project is so different. It's so fun to create. And like Jamie is like, this is so much more fun and challenging to install. So we're getting more and more clients that want to do stuff like that or do fun tiled patterns on the floor or, you know, do crazy wallpaper. And so yeah, it's exciting that finally as well, not only people want it, but we can like, you know, then when that one person does come along that just wants the boring white, white, white. And then we're like, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's kind of fun to be confusing now, I guess that sounds bad, but. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, that's like the goal to be able to work on the things that light you up. And I think it's a really good takeaway too, that sometimes the work that you want to do, you have to do it for yourself so people can see it first. And what a good lesson. It's like once you showed the kitchen that you created for yourselves, that there's a different way other than white on white on white, like that they come through. And that's a good lesson to take for anyone in their business. So valuable. Yeah. So when we did our kitchen too, we, the whole intent behind it was we were like, all right, we're going to do something different we're gonna try to you know and even it was scary to us like we did very dark cabinets and we're like oh my like are we gonna like this but and we even had people like commenting on our blog being like that is way too dark in the space yada yada but like we knew that we were gonna paint the walls white and we're gonna do white countertops and so it wouldn't be too dark and it wasn't but you know you get those opinions at the beginning and what we realized too is like okay just because you guys are too scared to do it doesn't mean you have to like knock us down. But we knew that the end goal would be fine and it worked out. So good point. So I want to ask too, so you guys are two years into being full-time together and you have two little kiddos and you have a team and you're doing a lot of different things. How do you define success right now for yourself, for your business, for your family? Gosh, that is a hard one. Well, I kind of, hate that word. <laughs> it's like expert. I hate when people are like, you're an expert at this. I'm like, no one's an expert at anything. Uh, success. I don't know. Honestly, I know it sounds cliche, but it's like, as long as we're living within our means and we're not financially struggling our kids are healthy and happy and our marriage is healthy to me, like, that's honestly all I need in life. Like I don't need you know, to go on 10 trips a year. I don't need to do any of that. I'm content at home. And like, also sometimes even when we're thinking of our business and like how to scale and grow, we're trying to be very careful not to go too crazy because then the first thing that falls through the cracks is, you know, hanging out, spending time with our kids or Jamie and I because we're at each other's throat because we're so tired and our kids won't stop crying and go to bed. And it's like, all that falls apart. So like to me, you know, the money in the business side isn't 
doesn't matter as long as we're like not stressed and yeah, our family's healthy. That's a good answer. I want to like kind of swing back to how you're growing intentionally. I think you've done a really cool, good job at doing the affiliates and that's something that you teach on. So your workshop is like pitching brands for affiliates, right? Well, so we did, I didn't really touch on that too much, but when we started our blog, so what happened first was brands started reaching out to us to be like, Hey, can we do a collaboration? And I was like, what you mean you want to pay me to talk about your product? Like I didn't even realize that existed. So that kind of launched before even the construction side did. So we kind of always had these two sides to our business where we did brand collaborations and sponsorships and then focused on DIY tutorials and then did the design build residential remodeling. So with the brand collaboration, I started learning about, you know, because some brands would be like, oh, here's a link and you'll just make a kickback versus for every click you get or for every product you sell. Whereas other brands were like, I want to pay you X amount to just talk about my brand. And there was no affiliate link. So that's kind of sometimes confusing to people who aren't, don't know about that side of a business. So we have two courses. One is, well, we have three courses, but one is um, how to pitch brands. So that's how to pitch brands for, Hey, I want to talk about your product. I charge $1,500. This is why this is the value that you get from that. So that's one course. And then the other course is affiliate links. So anytime there's a swipe up or there's a link on the website or there's for us, anytime we do mood boards for our clients, we do selection sheets, like every single link we're sending our clients going to be an affiliate link. So every time they're clicking on it, which is probably a hundred times them debating between two faucets, every click we're making Ooh, money from that. You're a smart cookie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So on the affiliate side, we I put in our course like different strategies like that, and so I'm like, there's so many different ways to make a quick fifty dollars. Whereas some people who did affiliate a long time ago but don't do it now are like, oh, you'll maybe buy yourself a cup of coffee after like so much work. But I'm like, no, I'll teach you how to make fifty dollars just by buying this for fifty dollars, like easily, because there's so many different platforms out there now. Ooh, I love it. I was looking at them before and I was like, ooh, I, I want to take these. So I'm glad you gave kind of like some insight. And we'll link all of those in the show notes so people can go find it as well. Yeah. Cool. This conversation has been awesome. You are awesome. I, I love what you guys are doing. I want to end this conversation with my favorite question from Brene Brown. And it can be anything, um, <laughs> whatever comes to your mind first. But what is saving your life right now? That is a good one. I would say probably one person in my circle who I can lean on and trust. So it's one of my girlfriends. She's in the industry. Um, I met her in the industry. So technically she's like a competitor, (laughs) but I don't view anything like, like that. But I, yeah, I can call her for anything. Anytime we're having business trouble, I can call her. Anytime I'm having trouble with Jamie, I can call her anytime I, you know, my kids are going to make me jump out the window. I can call her and she can like talk me off the edge. (laughs) So I would say I can't imagine not having her in my life and like being able to go to her and trust her and have someone not go straight to the negative, but someone who like thinks of solution to overcome something, you know, there's a lot of times, which I don't have my circle anymore, but 
I used to have people in my circle that would be like, you know, you're complaining about your boyfriend or whatever. And they're like, oh yeah, he's such a jerk. It's like, no, like this person thinks of the solution and like, what are you going to say to overcome it? Or what are you going to do? And Mm. Good answer. I love that. Oh man, I hope you loved hearing from Morgan as much as I did. If you would like to follow along what Morgan and her husband are building and creating, head over to standaserve.com backslash episode 35. 